Hello and welcome to the True Achievements podcast for 11-11, November the 11th, 2016. I'm here with uh, Dave and Jack. How are you boys? Good, thank you. Super Excellent. duper. Super duper. Loving it. How are you? It is um, all right. Just um, still sort of getting over the current world events that have rocked been... <laughs> um, <laughs> This is not a political podcast, but um, slightly interesting to say the least. But anyway... Let's forget all that. No one, bothered, no one's interested in the new president of the United States. What people want to know about is what we've been playing for the last <laughs> week. I'm sure, I'm sure they do. So the big title that I was talking about last week, our review has just gone up, and the man that wrote the review is sat here with me. Fortunately, Dave, tell us about your thoughts on Titanfall Two. It was pretty epic. I thought the single player was going to be a bit of a shoehorned in experience you know just to, to so they can tick that little box on the back saying single player <laughs> but it was so different like it the in terms of the actual gameplay it's probably the the best shooter i've played for a long time because mm. the the shooting mechanics are so good obviously they've worked with call of duty and i think they worked on medal of honor years ago in fit when they were infinity Ward, infinity ward and things so they've got real caliber for the shooting so that's as top notch as you'd expect it to be but the the actual way that the levels are planned out and the actual gameplay in terms of all the parkour and then the difference between being really quick-footed as a pilot and then jumping into a Titan and jumping in and out of all that, it just made it so worthwhile playing. I couldn't believe how good it actually was. Yeah. It's so varied, isn't it? Like I've, I've completed the, the campaign now. I, I think I was just over halfway through it last week. Um, and the thing that surprised me about it is that every not only every level is different but there's stuff changing throughout the level that keeps the interest really high it's like not only is the storyline moving on which i'm to be honest i didn't think the storyline was up to much um but the actual the mechanics change on almost every 10 minutes you're doing something different to what you were doing 10 minutes previously yeah and i i really like that and there's there's a real sense of different scale throughout the level so sometimes you're you'll be like a lone pilot and against the, you know, sneaking around small corridors doing a sort of stealthy type thing. And then the next thing you're in a huge open Titan battle with, you know, 10 Titans on each side and just explosions everywhere. And it's, it's, I I really felt they handled all that stuff very well. I read an interesting thing this week that said um, in the development, they separated the game designers into different teams and they were completely separate from each other and they were all tasked with coming up with the coolest battle they could come up with or the coolest set piece they could come up with or the coolest situation they could come up with and at the end of it they 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 put them all together and they looked at them all and they chose the things that they thought would be the you know the most the most interesting or the or the most epic and then they built a game around those ideas which is quite a cool way of doing things yeah Uh, which is maybe why the storyline isn't isn't particularly coherent or or fantastic it's just all about each level being the best it can possibly be, and and I think they achieved that brilliantly. It reminds me a little bit in, of um, Doom, in the fact that it's all about forward momentum. So like <laughs> if you if you play Call of Duty or Battlefield, you've got to kind of get in cover, pick people yeah. off at distance, then move up once you've cleared an area. Whereas this, it's all the only advantage you have as the pilot is your quickness of speed and the way you yeah. could, you go up and down walls and all that kind of thing. 
So you, it, it, rather than sitting back and just try to take people out, you're just charging forward constantly. And on the harder difficulty, you'll die a bit doing it. Mm. But it's the easiest way to actually get through the levels like that as well. So I really enjoyed that bit. Okay, let's talk about the multiplayer a bit. So um, I've barely... Uh, people will know that, obviously, people on True Achievements will know that the achievement list is massively single-player focused. There's... Um, only three of the list that are non-single player achievements and the three single and the three multiplayer achievements are relatively well two of them you can just get straight off the bat by playing a game and changing your loadout or customizing your loadout and the other oh sorry no that's not true you need to customize your loadout and join a club yeah and then you pop i think you pop them at the end of the first game you have which unfortunately i didn't win otherwise i'd have won the third uh, of the achievement which is just for winning a multiplayer game online my team was awful. I don't. Know, I'm not taking any of the blame. <laughs> Personally, I was brilliant, obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I did need to go on and and play some more. But it didn't. It didn't grab me particularly. Admittedly, I've played one one level. But you've you've put more time into it. Yeah, I put a few hours into it. I, I really enjoyed the multiplayer on the first one. Um, it's pretty much the same. Do you know okay. the, the actual core ideas and everything that are there? There's a few big changes in. Like in the first one, you had three Titans and they were basically like a, a light, a heavy and a medium class. And then you could pick your different guns and your abilities and things independently with each one. Whereas this one now, it, it you just had the six Titans that you pick up in the campaign are the yep. Titans you use in multiplayer. So it makes it a bit more varied. Like you're gonna, you don't know what you're going to come up against if you run into three Titans. You could Because yes. in the first one, everybody tended to use similar guns. Unless yeah, they were yeah. doing the challenges and things, so this one you don't know what you're going to come up come up against. It might be a long somebody who's good at close range, somebody who's good at long distance. Yeah. So there's that there's that element, and they've added um, two new game modes. One seems totally pointless, and one seems really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's the really good one called? <laughs> I, I think it's Bounty Hunt. I think. Oh, okay. I think that was the one game I played. So it's so you get money every time you. Get yeah, a kill it's like you need playing to the attrition the game bank. mode. Yeah, it's it's like the attrition, but they focus the action on sort of like two areas of the map at once. So there's two bounties that drop down AI controlled, can be a titan or just a soldier or anything, and you're kind of battling to kill them. And then any money you get from killing that or killing enemies around there, you then bank at the end of that wave. So it kind of focuses the action in like a couple of places so that you're never running around with nowhere. Do you know nobody to shoot and try to find people? You know that the action is there all the time. It's going to be there. Yeah. And um, the cool thing about the the banking thing, so you you collect the cash as you kill people, and then if you die, you lose half of it. Yeah. So it's like as soon as you've got any sort of bounty, as soon as you've collected any of that bounty, it's like self preservation yeah. is. The, Do you hang back? Uh, Do you try and gain more? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah, that was the level I played. I did quite enjoy that, but as I say, my team got battered, so it wasn't massively enjoyable. And the rubbish um, one is called Coliseum. That one just seems weird. So as you play in the game, you get credits in-game. And then you can spend these credits on a game mode called Coliseum, and it's literally just a big circle, 1v1, with, like, oh, rocket launchers. Oh, I saw launchers. videos of this. Yeah, it did look really... really it just strange. looks... It, it just... I don't understand the part in it. I suppose some people who are really good at the game might find the challenge good, but I, just, I couldn't think of anything worse than just bouncing around for 20 seconds firing rocket launchers at each other. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed rubbish. Um, okay, so that's that's good news on the multiplayer front as well then. But, I mean, I personally feel this is the best 
single player shooting experience I've had since Modern Warfare One. Um, so I preferred Battlefield One. Did you? Okay, so wow, what a time! Totally different. Time to be a gamer. The last three weeks has been crazy, but it comes highly recommended from both of us, and I think it's already dropped in price. Someone was saying it was down to thirty-five dollars on Amazon today, which is um, an absolute bargain. So DLC is going to be free as well. They're not doing like all the DLC is free. Yeah, so we don't know what. what Hopefully, it's multiplayer just to kind of get me in there a bit more. But free DLC can't complain. Yeah, um, it definitely stick it on your Christmas list if, mm-hmm. if you are the type of person that gets games for Christmas. Okay, that's Titanfall 2 covered. Um, I went to Ubisoft last week. Ubisoft, Ubisoft. We've <laughs> had discussions on the pronunciation. And it seems that even their own company pronounces it in both different <laughs> ways. So there's no correct, officially correct pronunciation for Some Ubisoft. people are calling it Ubisoft, was it? Ubisoft, yeah, what's that all about? <laughs> I think that's definitely wrong. I'm gonna, it's uh, Ubisoft. Is that, is that right? Um, but yes, I went to spend um, a whole morning there with uh, Steep. Uh, the video preview is up on the site, and it's currently just gone into a closed beta, um, which we have some codes for, so we're hopefully going to uh, give some of those codes out later today. But the closed beta is pretty much what I played when I went down there last week. And is also pretty much the entire first hour or so of the game. So it will give you a really, really good idea as to the mechanics of the game, how it plays, how it looks, the feel of it. It has got a very unique feel. I don't I don't remember a game that's felt quite so open and um it's sort of epic. I mean it's, it's like if you've ever been skiing, you're on top of a mountain. That is a very unique feeling and it captures that vibe quite nicely, especially on the cinematic um, cuts that are in that feature quite a lot in the early section where it's where it's teaching you how to play the game. The key, the key sort of USP about this game is that it has um, four different winter extreme sports built into it. So it's not just a snowboarding game or it's not just a skiing game. You, you can switch at any point in the game between skis, snowboard, paragliding, or uh, wingsuiting. Paragliding obviously takes you up. And the other three will take you down at various different speeds, wingsuiting particularly fast. Um, so I spoke about this on the preview video that's up on the site. And I've really enjoyed what I've played with it. I enjoyed it at Gamescom too. But having spent a lot more time with it now, I can see how much additional stuff they've, they've crammed into it. Um, Jack spent some time with it in the office yesterday as well. Yep. What did you make of it, Jack? I thought it was really good. So first off, um, graphically it looks fantastic. Because in games that feature loads of snow they either usually look really good or really off because there's not much they can do with it to be honest <laughs> but it, it just looked phenomenal like you taking footsteps through the snow and it was compressing in the way you would imagine it would and it just it, it looked great yeah um, it sounds great as well doesn't it there's a certain sound when, yeah. you, when you stand on snow that sort of slightly squeaky mm-hmm. compression noise and they've captured that brilliantly so all the time you're walking around or bombing down the mountain on skis all the sounds seem perfectly captured they, they really make you feel it yeah in terms of the gameplay it just felt really solid it's spot on for what you want so the skis you've got a kind of um they felt like you had a bit more control the snowboard was sometimes a little bit quicker than the skis but less control yeah and you could kind of pick and choose what you wanted to use in each of the events which 
adds a load more to it because you can get a good time on the skis then just go back and replay it try it on the snowboard try different routes mm. it seems very open um, yeah so one of the snowpark events I played it was kind of it was get from point A to point B but you could go kind of as far left or right as you wanted to and do any line you wanted to obviously you need to keep your momentum up so you're mainly going downhill yeah for, um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah a lot better than expected kind of felt like uh, SSX but a, more of a step towards reality less kind of arcadey and yeah it's way less arcadey than SSX yeah. for sure um, it's also huge I mean the, we've only unlocked a little bit in the office mm. of the mountain but the Alps there's seven there's seven areas of the Alps you can unlock um, and as you progress, you can unlock just by physically moving across the mountain and finding drop zones with your binoculars and, and then going over to those spots. But also, as you level up throughout the game, you will unlock more events and challenges across different um, disciplines and yeah. different points of the mountain. So it's I think it's a really big game. I get the impression that it's really big. I mean, I, I got up to level 10. Um, when I was when I was playing it for about three hours, but I I'd only unlocked you know a hand well not a handful I'd unlocked a reasonable amount of events, but you could see that there was going to be a load more. You can see some locked ones that are a couple of levels out of reach at all times. Um, it's just it's just got good variety. It's it's also apart from the tutorial section, it's all online, so you will see other people on the mountain, and it's really easy to pair up with them and then compare times as you go down. And it's got a fantastic replay feature. There's a few graphic, graphical glitches uh, on the beta, like when you zoom out to mountain view, mm -hmm. it does a few weird things. And there is a bit of pop-up on, like, I've noticed if you're going, which you don't really notice, but if you're playing, uh, if you're doing a downhill race on the skis or the snowboard and you, you're really going fast, I noticed when I was watching Jack that some of the trees in the yeah, sort of, that were appearing in the distance do just sort of appear quite quickly. There's a bit of pop-up there. Um, just keep you on but, your toes. It does, but trees. you don't really notice it when you're the one steering. <laughs> no, no, when you're kind of immersed in the action. Um, mm. But something else just to just kind of pick up on that it does really well, just the pace of the game. So you can, if you want to, go between point A and point B and kind of walk around and find the events yourself. But you can use the binoculars and just skip yep. straight to stuff and you can basically you teleport can to so. yeah most of the places around the map. So there's kind of none of the boring in-between stuff if you don't want that. You can just go straight from event to event to event. Yeah. Although sometimes it's quite nice to ski down to it. Yeah. You know, because yeah, you can muck around as you're going down, you can try some tricks. Um, so the tricking system, I think <laughs> Jack needs a bit, of, a bit of time to learn that. There's a lot of crashing going on, a lot of over... Over, over rotations, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it was a surprise to you. It was certainly a surprise to me the first time I played it at Gamescom. I wasn't really expecting anything, and I have been. I know I've raved about it a couple of times now, um, but it's nice to have someone else agree with me on that front. I'm definitely going to get it. I think it's a nice. I think it's going to be a great like, co not necessarily co-op game, but a nice game to play if you've got a few friends that are also playing it well, online because you'll be able to group up with them really. The easily, beauty yeah. though, because it just puts other people in the game. You don't. Yeah really have to have friends actively playing it no you can play with anyone and it doesn't feel like you i don't think there's voice ah, it's kind of the best chat, of both worlds entirely optional voice. you can see what people are doing experience if you want that and the multiplayer experience just happens yeah um but i'm, I'm definitely gonna get it i think it's out in i think it's out second december so three about three weeks time mm -hmm. but it's a nice sort of christmasy game yeah i can see my daughter quite enjoying crashing in this one she loves all that
the other big shooter that's come out in the last, or pair of shooters, has come out in the last couple of weeks, is the Infinite Warfare Stroke Modern Warfare Remastered pairing. And from Activision, and I have been playing Infinite Warfare. Dave, you've been playing Modern Warfare Remastered. Yes. How are you getting on with that? Is it as good as you remember? Yeah, pretty much so. It, it's like a a sacred game for me because <laughs> I played it so much. It's kind of what got me to get the 360. Uh, so, yeah, loving every minute of it so far. Just going back, oh, I remember this bit, remember this bit, remember this bit. Uh, graphically, it looks really good. Com- obviously, compared to the last one, it looks amazing. Um, there's, there's still a few little weird things that you know. It's just things where because they've obviously updated the textures and things, but there's still some things that look a bit rough. Right. Okay. Not in terms of te- textures look great, but you know things that they, they, obviously the designs improved a lot since. Yeah. So you look back at things. How long ago did Modern Warfare come out? What are we what are we looking at here? Is it what ten years? Uh, I'm not sure. Must be Maybe something like that, isn't it? Maybe nine. So it's a fair old yeah, while ago. Yeah, a while ago. But yeah, still hold, gameplay holds up really well. Okay, well that's the key. Because I presume they haven't really touched any of that. They're not modified the levels. Uh, it's just a visual I, I haven't gone back to play the old ones, so I'm not sure if movement and much has changed. But I'm guessing it's all just similar, just redone in terms of textures and high reses. So. And you're playing it through on veteran at the moment. Yeah. Do you know you can tell though that. The veteran has been watered down so much really? recently. Yeah, because I just, the last few, I've kind of strolled through it and died, you know, maybe a couple of times a level, maybe a, a couple of checkpoints where it takes you 10, 15 minutes to get through a checkpoint. But this, it's like, you're in perfect cover, you're miles away back in these four grenades on you. And it's like, I'll get out there in grenades there. And I don't even remember that being that bad for, for grenades in, when I played it originally compared to like, Oh, World of War was what? the worst one, wasn't it? Yeah, grenades but fantastic. You go somewhere, you hide, you think you've not been spotted, and then yeah, four grenades come at you, and they're all going off at different times, so you haven't got times to throw them back in. It's just that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is good for um, I'm wondering whether to do it on Veteran. There, it does feel... I mean, is it the same achievement list as the... It's identical to the first, is it? Uh, no, there's a few additional ones put in. Okay. So one of them, Jumba, the... That, you had to do the cargo ship mock-up. In the yes, first the training one. level. Yeah, so there's two achievements for that now. Okay. There's the one for beating the like the time, which isn't too bad. I think that was about 19 seconds, so that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But there's one for now for beating Infinity Ward's best time, which is 15.1 oh. seconds. Wow. And you think they'd be quite good at it? I played it for about two hours, and I got I got it down to... I went down to 15.1, which is obviously oh. equaling it, so it didn't work. I got a 15 exactly, and that didn't unlock it. And Ooh, then I managed, what, glitched? I don't know. And then I managed to get a 14.9, and it unlocked on that. Wow. But it, the one I did was far from perfect. I imagine that was a uh, diamond unlock, a little rare one. <laughs> yeah. Every, all the veteran achievements have been diamonds so far. To me. Okay. We'll come on to that in a minute. Um, okay, so that's good. I'm looking forward to playing that tomorrow. I've got it as well. Uh, but at the moment, I am playing Infinite Warfare. Okay. Which is weird because I literally put down. I finished the campaign on Titanfall. <laughs> I watched the North London Derby, <laughs> which was a brave and well deserved point for the mighty Tottenham. Um, in fact, we were probably mugged. We could have won it. I'm just <laughs> going to throw that in there. Um, and then I literally went straight into Infinite Warfare, like, 
you know, an hour and a half after finishing Titanfall. And it does have a really... <laughs> Some of the things are really similar. So it's got the double jumping, it's got the wall running, which is obviously relatively new in the Call of Duty series. It's weird to have those things parachuted straight in. Um, and it's also very futuristic. It's, you know, the spaceships flying around and all this sort of stuff. So it's got similar um, game mechanics and also looks. But I, after the fantastic um, aim assist in Titanfall and how easy it is to tell who the enemies are and who, who is on your side. I really struggled with both of those things on Infinite Warfare. So I found myself, because I was so used to just, you know, getting vaguely someone in target and hitting the left trigger and it would zoom into their head. Um, it doesn't really do that. So you get a lot closer. Um, I was just playing it through on normal, but I'm dying a thousand times more than I was on Titanfall. Also, I'm finding it really difficult. I don't know whether it's my eyes, but I'm struggling to differentiate between people that are on my side and people <laughs> that are on the enemy side. And I don't think... I had, Well, if I had this problem on Titanfall, it didn't matter because I wasn't penalised. Whereas in Call of Duty, it kills you and says, friendly fire will not be tolerated. So it's like, oh, I didn't mean to. It's not my fault. I wasn't aiming for him. I've played about probably a couple of hours of it. I'm maybe four levels in. There's a bit of an alternation between space, spaceship fighting, and regular fighting. Then there's a, quite a few levels where you seem to be fighting actually in space so you're in your spacesuit you're like a normal first person shooter not in your spaceship but you're on the outside of uh, a spaceship so you've got no gravity you know you're having to use the um you've got like a almost like a, a harness gun things that you can fire and that will attach you to the side of a of the spaceship and you can move along just by keeping firing that and moving further forward um so that's a bit weird because you're your axis is constantly spinning slowly, but your your head the the screen will twist as you're zero gravitying around, uh, which is a bit odd. And you still still obviously got to sh- try and shoot enemies that are floating around. Uh, so it's quite varied um, in that regard. The spaceship um, levels I've quite enjoyed. I've, I think that ha- they handle quite well. And it, it breaks it up a lot. Uh, it's also got optional missions, side missions, which is very unusual. I don't think we've ever had that before in a Call of Duty game. So you've got a, like a a base where you're you're like the captain. So it's a bit like sort of Star Trek feel. You're the captain on this spaceship, and um, you've got like a map of space, and you've got like main story missions. But you can go and do side missions as well on different planets and things. So it's almost like sort of Mass Effecty, Star Trekky thing which is very different to your, your typical call of duty vibe um i'm enjoying it but i'm it's just i shouldn't have played it straight after titanfall really i should have gone back to mafia or <laughs> just played the steep demo or something else or, or maybe played uh modern warfare remastered first but uh it's not grabbing me like titanfall did but i'm gonna i'm gonna persevere it also seems very long like i've i'm looking at the achievement list and there's a lot of achievements for unlocking like completing missions and I've been playing it a fair amount, and the missions seem quite long. But there's there's like twenty achievements for different missions on the list, so it's like it's, I think it's a fairly hefty game. But I will know more. I'll be able to talk about it a bit more next week when I've when I've played a bit more and of it. Have you touched the multiplayer at all? No, nope, haven't gone okay. anywhere near the multiplayer. I, I, as tradition with me, I try and finish the campaign I've before I dive into the multiplayer to get a feel of the. Uh, so like, I get a feel of everything. With uh, Modern Warfare, I jumped straight into the to the multiplayer. Okay. And the very first game I got was Jemba, the sh- the um, shipment map. Ooh. It's 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 a tiny map 
with that's like our shipping containers. Right. And it's just like nonstop action. So the first game I got, and I'm still adjusting to like the sensitivity and what gun I've got. I can't change anything yet. And I'm on <laughs> shipment. And like I've got helicopters. I've got constant like bombs <laughs> dropping on me. I was just like, this is crazy. I think I finished. Like, I got 20 kills on it, but like I must have died about 80 times. It was just like, <laughs> as soon as you spawn, there's another bomb on your head and somebody's oh. spawning behind you. <laughs> it was mental. So they, they, have they added anything to the multiplayer stuff or is it the original maps? There's no new maps. As far as I can tell, it's just, you know, it is the original maps, but um, I don't, I think there's some maps missing. But it seems okay. I've played probably about two hours of multiplayer and I just seem to be getting the same three or four maps. I think there are more, but I'm just getting the same ones. Interesting. I think they said it was going to release with 10 and they were going to add the other ones it was missing in a patch in the future or an update yeah. in the future. Okay. Cool. So that's the new stuff that I've been playing. I have played a couple of ID, t- ID titles, which I'll talk about in a bit, but I haven't really played them very much. Um, Jack, you've been playing apart from your incredible uhh victory last week uh you've been playing batman arkham origins yeah so it's um a little bit of an older title but just as kind of a bit of a psa the servers for it are due to go down on the i think it's 4th of december um and it does have online multiplayer um, they haven't really said what that's going to impact. So it could just be a server for a single like portion of a game, like the I don't know a couple of downloadable content packs or something. But um, it could affect the multiplayer achievements. So I've been grinding through that to get those out of the way. Okay. Um, then I haven't played Origins. It's one of the only Batman games I haven't. I haven't played, played the story so far, but it seems to kind of just build on the mechanics of the other ones. Okay. Um, but the multiplayer seemed quite interesting. Um, it was two teams: it was Bane versus Joker, and then two people are randomly assigned to be heroes, so Batman and Robin. <laughs> and they're kind of against everybody, and so it's three teams against everyone, which was a bit weird. So how I would imagine this must have been sessions you were running in order to. I can't imagine there's that many people just playing Batman Arkham Origins randomly online. I think the, it's, there's been a bit of an uptick because of the potential because of the achievements, okay. but we were uh, we had four people running two copies each. So. Oh. <laughs> and it okay, will run on a Japanese Xbox um, from an international disc. Okay, cool. Um, anything for UHH worth mentioning? Uh, I haven't started the list this week, but... Um, Okay, you did some stuff last weekend though. Yeah, last week I uh, started very late. I popped my first achievement at 3 o'clock on Saturday um, and then finished it (laughs) at half 12 on Sunday. Very impressive. A 20 to 10 win. Uh, Wow, dramatic win. Good stuff. Okay, um, Dave, what else have you been playing? I went on to the third episode of Telltale's Batman. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't feel as good as the other two so far in terms of the story, but you can tell they're just kind of setting up for the next two. It was kind of like a yeah. mid, mid-season lull. <laughs> right, okay. Um, and I have been playing Moto Racer 4, which I was I saw the trailer for um, about two weeks ago. I got really excited about it. It's come out on Xbox One and PlayStation. I think it's probably out on PC as well. The PlayStation version has VR as well, 
which I thought sounded pretty mad. And when this game came out, I was thinking, oh, I wonder what the price point will be. Because it looked, it looked really good in the trailer. Um, and if it was like £12 or so, I thought that's a definite must-buy. It's actually £32, which I was quite surprised at the pricing for it. Um, but I've played the first seven or eight levels. It's quite hard handling-wise. I mean, motorbike games traditionally are, but the surfaces seem to be... Like, there's, there's obviously... There's regular road, but it goes... Some of the tracks are like mud and grass and stuff and turning on those is quite tricky it's um it's also quite difficult mm-hmm. uh, and it penalizes you for like you choose your own difficulty level at the start of the race um so that will affect the time that you need to get and you can either go for a one two or three stars but if you don't make it you get a negative number of stars compared to what you were going for so if i was going for a, the win on hard like and I had a hard time to beat, and I don't make that hard time. It gives me minus three stars. <laughs> Seems like the most painful pe- penalisation of you just trying to do better. <laughs> it's really weird. So then you have to go back and then redo it, and then, until you beat one of the times, you will have negative three stars, which means you can't progress anywhere else. It's, it just seems odd because usually in games, if you if it's too difficult, you lower the difficulty and you continue on the lower difficulty, then kind of come back with upgraded things to get yeah. better. But this kind of sticks you on those, really. Because if you can't get the stars, you can't get through. Yeah, slightly weird game design, I think. So that's it for what I've been playing. We've got some news, Dave. Lots of news, actually, this week. Yeah, so the first major one, we did, we ran it last Friday, I think it's actually this weekend, it actually is official. Yeah, we, we went a week in advance to talk about what people expected from the one year anniversary. So yeah, one year of backwards compatibility. And um, We asked, has it been a success? I think the comments were pretty much resounding, yes it has. Yeah, the feedback was brilliant actually on this. Everybody really, I mean I suppose they would be, it's a free useful tool, but it really has been impressive the amount of games like i didn't realize there was 280 games yes. in that year which is almost one a day i mean that's pretty crazy um and it's work it works really well doesn't it i don't think that i mean there's the occasional problem where you get uh disconnected from the xbox 360 live platform without realizing you are so sometimes you accidentally pop achievements offline which is a pain especially if you're trying to do it for a contest um but generally, it's amazing, um, and the feedback was brilliant. We've had some relatively big titles added to the platform this week. Yeah. Um, Mass Effect 2 and 3 were the, probably the biggest ones, um, and they not only now backwards compatible, they've also been added to the EA Access Vault. Yeah. So if you have EA Access, you can now get... I think Mass Effect 1 was already in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can get the entire Mass Effect trilogy, which is... <laughs> I don't know, 250 hours of gameplay probably um, for free if you have EA Access, which is which is pretty credible, and you can play it on your Xbox One, um, uh, which is well worth doing if you've never played any of the Mass Effect series. I but didn't particularly enjoy Mass Effect 1. In fact, I gave up on it after a couple of hours, as is my want. But Mass Effect 2 and 3 are both brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you necessarily need to finish one to enjoy two and three because i certainly didn't and i i enjoyed them but don't i think there you is do, story progression you, i guess yeah there's loads of plot hooks that kind of intertwine yeah. and carry over but oh of course because you can import your your save you import your save don't you and it carries on some of the decisions you've, you've but made. if you don't have a save to import 
I think it gives you the kind of main overarching story choices and you can just kind of decide from that's the very right. start of the game. That's really cool, that bit. Yeah. I've forgotten all about that. So it doesn't penalise you for not playing it. Yeah, but... there's like a five-minute intro if you've not played the first game mm-hmm. where it shows you the key decisions. I think you're right. Yeah. Wow. Okay, anyway, play those games if you haven't played them. They're amazing. Um, and then this week, we also had, last night, in fact, Skate 3 added, including a free DLC pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a game called Scary Girl, which I've never heard of. Skate's a bit of a weird one. My son plays it all the time on the 360, so I thought I'd put it in. And it's like they're going to get so many new people playing it, but the servers are still not working, so... Spotty. Because my son popped one we achievement on my account when we are at Gamescom. I've been yes. trying to get... There's a few just for, like, I think there's downloading another person's skater and joining somebody online and things. Which you need service for. Yeah, and you can't get any of that stuff because it's just not worked for me yet since August. Wow, okay. Well, maybe they'll fix that. They'll obviously get some feedback on this. Yeah, hopefully so. But even when you start the game, it tells you straight... Like, it says logging into EA servers. It says, oh, can't reach EA servers. So that's the start of the game, so... (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) A bit of a weird one. Let's hope they fix that. Um, And then we also had Operation Flashpoint Red River and Guardian Heroes. Which is an XBLA beat em up that some herald as a cult classic, apparently. Yeah. Uh, they've all come this week, and I would imagine that there'll be probably some more added today or tomorrow because they are doing quite a big thing about it uh, at the moment. We did a little bit of analysis in our story, it was quite interesting. On, um, I just chose one of the bigger games to look at, and we looked at uh, online achievements for uh, sorry, achievements unlocked online, not online achievements in Red Dead Redemption throughout this year. And they were averaging around, I think it was around 500 a week. And then the day or the week after the back, the game went back and pat, uh, there was an increase in two, by 2,000%. So it went up to something like 100,000 in a week or something. It was absolutely crazy. So it gives you an idea of how well this, this is doing for breathing new life into old games and getting people playing them again, which can only be good. Do you know what the interesting thing about that graph was as well? Obviously, it showed the like how they increased since it's gone back and pat. But did you notice it? It loads and loads of unlocks in July when it was announced, and it tailed off, and it was heading back down to like six thousand in September. Mm-hmm. And then when Red Dead Redemption Two got announced, it's gone up to ten thousand in October. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So yeah, it just needs keep announcing. I guess it could get people in people's minds again how good it is. Yeah. Yeah, so do any of us have any thoughts about backwards compatibility? It's, it's been a, it's no argument, really. It's been a massive success. Yes. Um, to be able we to. just hope they continue to add stuff. If you can only afford to run one console or only have space to one con- to own one console and you want to get rid of your 360, the fact that most of your library is going to come over probably at some point, if it's not a big chunk of it already there, then it's definitely a, mm. a benefit. I'm not exactly sure how many games actually came out on. Xbox 360. Must be what, like 1500, something like that? Maybe more. But it'd be interesting to know what percentage of now back and pat. There you go. You, you should be able to check that. Yeah, well, I can, yeah. I just don't have it to hand. We'll have a look into that and see. What other news, Dave? There's a big holiday update to our Xboxes. Yeah, so it's the one we've been running in preview for, seems like, quite a while now. So it does, doesn't it? We've got all the, uh, well, for us, the main thing is like the achievement rarity now, so everybody's got that. Uh, you got the clubs, so hopefully we should get a few more people join the TA club. Search True yes, um, True Achievements Club. It's called True Achievements. Search for it in the clubs. Uh, send me an 
you just request to join it, I think, and then I can approve that. Yeah. Um, it takes me a couple of days sometimes because the app's not brilliant and I have to do each send each one out individually, <laughs> which uh, which can take some time. <laughs> Group messaging, so you can have messages with multiple people at once. Gamersport score leaderboards got a bit of a revamp this month because I think they disappeared completely, didn't they, for a while? Yeah. Um, you can now have emojis <laughs> when you're sending a message, which is obviously <laughs> super important. But yeah, the, the update's been like, it seems like we've had these updates in preview probably for about three or four months, I guess. Yes. So they should, yeah, we can't call it preview now, Dave. Oh, no. Well, that's next. <laughs> so they, they've been, uh, they should be pretty well polished now and big update, really, if you think of all the new features. I'm sure there's other yeah, little the ones. Yeah, it's the biggest one I can remember, actually. But yeah. The rare is probably the, obviously the main thing for us. Now everybody gets to see what these diamonds actually look like and things. Yeah, sort of. I've been taking it for granted that everybody's been aware of this, but they haven't, <laughs> have they? all new. Okay, and then we got an actual change to the preview program. It is now called the Xbox Insider Program. So the big difference, apart from a little name change, is that now if you are in the Insider Program, you're going to be able to choose if you want to take the sort of like console updates or because if you in the past you had to have the console updates to run like the new apps and things that they were bringing out so now you, you can choose to either have the updates or just try out the new apps and give feedback and things on them i think that's like the main thing that's going to happen but that that insider thing did happen do you know when they released like a big preview update it always said do you want to stay on the current one or do you want to Go yeah, on the, the new one that's going to be buggy as hell. So, <laughs> so that's probably the big difference. But yeah, new name, new new hub, some new bits inside the hub to give it a more customized experience for you. But I don't think everybody's actually changed over to that yet. I think it's people who get, who sort of like giving the most feedback over time are going to do that. So okay, should be coming soon to everybody else who's on the preview program. The SEO collection for Assassin's Creed. We got uh, like a graphics comparison video. Mm. It's interesting, actually. I, I watched that. It actually looked quite surprising. It looked a bit like the way Modern Warfare Remastered does, whereas, you know, some things still look a bit off. Like, some of the faces from the side look a bit odd. But then the, the textures and everything you can see have been sort of, like, really increased. It um, feels... The main I've, I've noticed on the ones exactly the same as you said with the Modern Warfare one as well, when they were doing these side-by-side ones. The old ones look quite almost washed out. Yeah. It's, like, surprising how... The colours of the main, almost seem to be the main thing, rather than the textures. I think but it's lighting just the general, make a huge the lighting, difference. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. But everything just looks brighter yeah. and more inviting. I think, and they look they look great. Yeah, I can't. I wait. do want these. That's but out next week. So. Twenty hours somewhere to do some of well, these. The, the three Assassin's Creed. That's like that must be. Think of all the flag collecting. I think you're probably looking <laughs> at about. <sighs> Probably 60 hours, isn't it? 60, Probably 20 yeah, hours a game. 60 hours, 80 hours. Yeah. I'd, Good games, though. I might get Especially that. Brotherhood and 2. Yeah, definitely. Mass Effect Andromeda, we spoke about. It was N7 day, November the 7th. They released quite a bit of information about Mass Effect Andromeda. We got a new cinematic trailer. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really blown away by the trailer, I have to say. Uh, I haven't really watched it because I don't really care about the game. <laughs> um, right, okay. They gave quite. It was like a game informer exclusive, so they gave quite a few details about some of the characters in the game, things like that. Uh, there was the special editions announced. 
There's one for seventy nine dollars or seventy nine ninety nine. One for ninety nine ninety nine dollars, and you get like a little car thing inside it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was it. Really, Mass Effect car. I think with the car versions, you don't actually get a copy of the game. What? Yeah, the article says they don't come with a copy. <laughs> it's literally that? just for cars. You've got to pay sixty bucks for the game on top. Oh, that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's not really a special edition, then. It's just a car. <laughs> it's just a collector's model. Yeah. <laughs> that is stupid. They yeah do not come with a game. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, Treasy got some exciting news this week. Um, <laughs> the Division survival expansion trailer. They, they announced that that was the next DLC coming quite a while ago, but not heard from it for a while. So that trailer came out. Probably best to watch it rather than go through it. I think it seems like a bit of a like a horde type game mode, and it's all snowy. You're a bit like running low on ammo and food and things. I seem to remember from what I watched. But yeah, Treasy has got another in depth. Article, not as in depth, but in depth. <laughs> uh, Rainbow Six Siege has got a new map coming out, Operation Red Crow. Got a bit of a trailer for that one as well. That looks quite interesting. I need to get into Rainbow Six Siege. I've got it sat here, still not played it. You need to play it, one of you two, and play it. <laughs> Try get it I haven't heard brilliant things about it, to be honest. I've heard mixed, like. Some people I spoke to absolutely love it and still playing it now. Like finished it months and months ago and yeah, still no, going back. And then other people. I just didn't enjoy it when we played it at Gamescom. It just didn't. To be honest, I think it probably took away from our experience because we were a couple of English guys on a team full of people <laughs> yeah. speaking German who couldn't Plenty understand. So <laughs> didn't show it in the best light. But I think it's a little bit of a marmite game, anyway, isn't it? You either love it or hate it. So. Yeah. If it goes on sale, when have you got to pick it up? Play it. It must have gone on sale by now. It's been out for years. If it goes on sale again, get it cheap. And then last bit, uh, GTA Online, they've got uh, some new bits coming. Deadline, and it looks like Tron motorcycles. Ooh. They brought out like a, a motorcycle update, didn't they? Like it was Motorcycle Club recently. I don't know if it's to go with that or not. Yeah, it looks a bit weird, to be honest. It does look very strange. It's very man. It does look Tron, though. Tron-inspired. It does look strange. It seems to be going more in the way of um, Saints Row. In terms yeah, of it does look quite Saints Row, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Mad. And that was pretty much it for the main bits of news from the past week. Cool, we covered back about already. Yep. Shall we do some questions? Yeah, so I keep forgetting to tweet out, so I'll make sure I set myself a reminder for next week. But Dylan XBA sent me a PM on the site. Um, first thing, will the TA app be coming to iOS or Android devices at all? Um, no current plans. Obviously, it's always a, it's in the back of our minds that it's something we'd like to do at some point. It's just the development time is big on something like that, and it means we wouldn't be able to do anything else um, while we're doing that, really. So... Uh, it's a possibility, but there's no immediate plans. Okay. And then, which game do you think won the first-person shooter race this year? Titanfall 2, Battlefield 1, or Infinite Warfare, and why? Well, we've sort of talked about this to a certain degree. You're the only one that's played... Well, in fact, you've only played two of them. I've played two of them. Actually, I've played three of them, but I've only played a little bit of Battlefield 1. Um, and I've only played 
couple of hours of Infinite Warfare. I mean, my first my first pick is Titanfall Two. You will say Battlefield One. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I reckon probably in terms of sales, it's going to be Call of Duty. And then yeah, that's the interesting question, isn't it? In terms of like win. Metacritic, I suppose rating, I reckon Battlefield One, Titanfall close. I think they both oh, are around so. the nineties. They're 90s. quite different games. I mean, they're very different experiences. Yeah, I, th- I think Titanfall 2 got released just before Infinite Warfare, just to say, if you want to play the same sort of game, but better play it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's fair. Because exactly Call of Duty has just been going more and more like Titanfall each year. If the, if the, the only thing they're missing is like the, the mechs, really, that's about it. Yeah. I think people the Titans, pick yeah. it up just because it's Call of Duty, though they know kind of yeah. they expect to get what they get, and... And it's kind of that familiar, familiarity. Ugh, I can't say that <laughs> <you'd> say. <laughs> Familiarity. That's for one. Yes. Uh, with be, the title, yeah. There must be a huge amount of people who just play it and not even touch the, the campaign. Mm. I know my friends used to do that when we used to play the the multiplayer sort like every night. They wouldn't even play the campaign at all. Yeah. Um, just to give you the Metacritic scores as they are. So we we obviously, none of us has played all three to a great extent. I'm the only one who's dabbled in them. Uh, but currently on Metacritic, Titanfall 2 has 90. Battlefield 1 is at 88. And Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is on 79. Okay. So this and that's sort of how I would gauge, except I probably wouldn't have Battlefield 1 that high. But I need to, I'm definitely going to get Battlefield 1 um, properly and sit down and actually spend some time with it after Christmas. So even at seventy nine, the worst one's seventy nine. That's pretty decent. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It took a big dive in sales though, because I know we did a um, the UK chart, didn't we? Yeah. Was, yes, for the first time last week we did the chart story. It was uh, which we will be bringing you every week. It was down um, compared to Black Ops Three last year. It's down forty eight percent, I think, in terms of overall sales. Obviously, there's uh, didn't release on the three sixty, so you can. That only made about four percent of the sales. Yeah. And this, is, this is only retail as well, so you don't know how many people. Don't know digital, digital. I suppose. No, there, there must be an ever-increasing amount of people buying digital. Um, just to give you some idea of play numbers on TA currently, uh, Battlefield. Obviously, this is in order of release, so obviously the longer they've been out, the more people tend to play them anyway. But Battlefield One has around fifty-eight thousand played. Also, that came out on EA Access, so there will be a lot of people like me that played that without actually buying it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Titanfall 2 is currently around 22,000, so just under half of that. And Infinite Warfare is just on 16,000, but obviously that's not even been out a week yet. Or a week today it's been out, hasn't it? Let's have a look. um, Modern Warfare Remastered, because I I bought Infinite Warfare purely for Modern Warfare Remastered. 11.5 on Modern Warfare Remastered. Okay, so um, that's surprising, really. So that shows that Call of Duty is not as many people playing it as we'd expect, probably. There could be huge numbers on the Windows Store versions, though, right? <laughs> yes, thousands and thousands of people are playing it. That's where it everyone's playing it. Yeah. Um, let me just have a quick look, see how many people are on. I've heard some horror Windows stories Store. about um, people signing in and seeing two people online and then deciding to get a refund. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, that's exactly how I'd imagine it to be. Though. It says yeah. something though when a company is willing to just give you a refund, no questions asked. There are they, forty-one right. cracked gamers. 
that have Infinite Warfare on Windows 10. So, so 41,000, is it? Just the 41. <laughs> so, That's um, the hardcore few achievement hunters. Yeah, they stacked it, basically. They've already already got it on... Um... <laughs> that doesn't include Phil Spencer, though. Yeah, yeah he, was he, one he gets it for free. He does really well, I'm sure he paid full price. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Still waiting like in the lobby for people to join. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit quiet in here, guys. <laughs> I'm sure he could just point at someone and say, right, play that on Windows 10 now. Yeah. Join me. <laughs> um, so uh, we have different reviews, but they're all good games in their own right. Um, but certainly Titanfall 2 and Battlefield, one of the other top picks. Um, what else have we got? Is that it for news and questions? Yeah. Must be new achievement list time. Yep. Da, 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 da. Jack, how many millions of achievements have we added to the site this week? So, uh, not too many this week. We obviously had a massive list last week because of the not doing a podcast for a week before. But um, we've got the Little Acre, the 27 achievements that hit yesterday. And it was supposed to be coming out uh, within the next week or so. Uh, it's now been delayed until the 13th of December, though. Okay. Um, we had Boko Suka Wars 2. <laughs> Follow-up to the immensely successful <laughs> yeah. Boko Suka Wars 1. I don't know if there was a first one, to be honest. <laughs> That's brilliant. People should just stick a number two on. There's obviously a theory now that sequels obviously do better than new IPs, so maybe that's a new ploy. Yeah. Just stick a number two on the front of it. So that's got 50 achievements. And then we had Dishonored 2. Ta-da! Sure. A certain previous podcast host will be very, very excited about that. He's reviewing it. Oh, that's why he was getting excited cryptically on Twitter the other day. Nice. I saw him. <laughs> I was going to ask you what he meant. It must be torture for him, though, because it, we, I asked him if we got the code like maybe Tuesday or something. But obviously Bethesda have done this, um, not releasing reviews until... The game comes out now. Oh, yeah, that's the new policy, isn't it? We were yeah. going to talk about that at some point. So they, they brought this policy out. So we got it, downloaded it, but it was actually un, uh, like locked as a pre-order until the <laughs> the day of release. So, yeah. must so we can't even play it? I think it could. Is it, today it comes out, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, pro, so finally today you must be able to play it. You get that quite often with review copies. It'll say a pre-order, but then you get a second code that's an unlock code to allow you to play it early, but they didn't provide you with that they are sticking to their play it on day of release which i can understand for some games multiplayer game. yeah like mm-hmm. something like the division it makes sense destiny but for dishonored which is a single player game yeah seems a bit odd and uh, but they, I they, totally did, agree. they did that with doom and i think it put people off buying it when actually it was exceptional so it's a bit of a odd one, but people, yeah. So they made this. this I don't know if everybody knows this. So they've, they've announced on their blog maybe a couple of months ago um, that they were not going to allow reviews to be published prior to release. They were going to be embargoed till the release day, which is really unusual move. I I don't know of any other publisher that's explicitly. I mean, sometimes it publishers say, right, we're not going to send out a review copy mm-hmm. of this game. Or we're going to send out a review copy, but it won't be until the day of release. Which obviously means that um, sites like ours and publications don't have time to get the review up before people are making that buying decision. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But for a 
I think it's the first time a company's actually come out and said we're not going to we're not going to do this anymore. You are not going to publish reviews before release date, which is a really interesting move. It's not even published, um, though. They they won't send them out before the. Yeah, you won't. You won't be able to play them. Yeah. So your review is not going to be up until. Well, for a game like Dishonored, you'd think it's going to take three, four days minimum, if even if you're playing it constantly. Well, if you think Megan's been reviewing Skyrim, like the remastered edition of that, so yes. that, that that's a two hundred hour game. If you go and do everything in it, so she's got to review it after getting the code on day of release. Yeah. That's why it's still not out now. She's, I think, it's ready to be published. Needs checking, but. It's taken that long to go through it. So if you if you're basing your buying decision on that, then I think that's a. Diff- I mean, people know if they're going to like that anyway because the original yeah. game is presumably almost identical to the the one that reviewed so well before. But for a new game, it's a lot of people would. I guess I don't know. They would know the figures, but I wonder if people are pre-ordering, seeing reviews, and then cancelling pre-orders. I'm guessing that's the only reason why they would do this. Possibly. It, is, it does seem a very strange if, if, as soon as you hear a if game you're confident in your, especially for someone like Bethesda I mean you can imagine it if it was the company that put out Brick Bat <laughs> um, that nonsense game that I played earlier Brick Breaker uh, but for yeah Brick Breaker but for a game that has for a company that has such a highly regarded set of IPs and you know Dishonored 1 was reviewed amazingly well um, it does seem like a weird and as you say the first time they did it was for Doom this year which you know, bypassed all of that stuff because it had a really, it had a really good score. So, they, how many people did they lose if those if those reviews had come out three days before release and everyone raving about Doom? You, you surely you must get a massive uptick in pre-orders from that. Yeah. And obviously, if you're pre-ordering either digitally or um, from a retailer, you're going to be playing, paying a premium to get it on day of release compared to what you'd be paying two weeks later when the reviews finally come out. So it does seem odd. If you've, if you've got confidence in your products, it seems like a really strange decision. I can me. understand it with Mafia 3 because it was a glitchy mess. So you you kind of get, right, it's a bit cloak and daggers here. We're going to hide, <laughs> try and keep the people we have got pre-ordering. But yeah, if the quality is good, why do it? It's odd. Yeah, it's weird. Um, speaking of Mafia 3, that had a patch this week. Yeah. I might go, go back into that, see how much it's changed, see if I still fly yeah, up into there space. Were, uh, and... Numerous graphical <laughs> fixes, apparently. Um, I still need to go back and finish that. So that was a weird one. Okay, sorry, Jack. We've. <laughs> <laughs> no That's an interesting discussion. I think it was a um, point about um, multiplayer was really interesting as well, because something I hadn't thought about. Like if you were booting up for Division and there was nobody online, your review would obviously probably not fair. Yeah, I mean, that's totally fair also. enough, but we're not talking but, about the division. Yeah, we're talking mainly about single player games. Single player. Not. It just seems crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back to the achievement lists. Um, the next title had Marvel Pinball Epic Collection Volume 1, 20 achievements. And that's currently a physical-only release. It's available in North America now and should be the 25th of November for Europe. So Marvel have released various pinball tables on Zen, Zen Pinball. So this is uh, another publication by Zen Pinball, another game okay, publisher. So presumably one. this is just a collection of the tables that are already available digitally? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Just adds another 1,000 gamers score, so it seems a bit wow. weird. But, um, and then, those achievements are generally pretty tough, by the way, if you're thinking about that. Because I love pinball games, but I've, you know, even trying to earn... The weird thing is, like, most of the tables come with three achievements in the Zen Pinball stuff. 
and they're all generally really, really difficult. I mean, some of them you'd be playing for like two hours without losing a ball in order to get everything. It's absolutely crazy. It's more the, um, it relies on just pure physics and a bit of luck, really. It's where the ball ends up going in your time. Yeah, it's definitely it like, off it's not my lack of skill that mm. is stopping me from uh, <laughs> popping those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Honestly. then we had Energy Cycle for 10 achievements. That's coming out in early December. It's only going to I like be... your notes on this game. <laughs> yeah. Jack's review. Tell us your review about energy cycle. So we've had five completion estimates so far, all put between zero and one hours, and okay. it's only two dollars and ninety nine cents. Wow! So it's definitely worth checking out. World. This bang, is the game of the year. Bang, bang. <laughs> um, so it's a little puzzle game. You basically have some lights on screen, and if you tap A on one of them, then if it's on, it changes to an off state, and the ones around it do as well. So it's basically lights out. Don't know if you've ever seen that. <laughs> yeah. A little kind of segue again. Sorry, but <laughs> no problem. Do you think? Do you think ID developers are starting to get the concepts of achievements a bit? Yes. Better? Because mm-hmm. early on, we were getting so many games that I was buying because it was a thousand gamer score in like one to two hours. Yeah. Whereas now we're getting games with like. 80 achievements and things from idea xbox so do you think they kind of grasped the well, i think it's a bit of a it's a bit of variety isn't it i mean this energy cycle one is is back to the old yeah that's the first one in ages where i've seen like not to one hours a thousand g mm. so i'm all over that I mean, there's one. so many games I and mean, what we're looking at sort of four five six a week aren't we these days so there and a lot of them are converted from other platforms like these are existing steam games or even mobile games that have been ported over um I guess it's just up to the individual developers how they want to do the achievements. I think it comes down to the kind of game as well. Like you expect, um, we had one release recently, Saturday Morning RPG, and that oh, yeah. just looked like a total grind fest. That's 85 achievements. RPG, innit? If it's RPG, then it's out, I'm not touching it. Closing the title, Jack. <laughs> yeah. A quick look through them, though. It's like burn enemies 16 times, collect 128, defeat 250, die 20 times, and it's all do something X amount of times. Mm. So it seems to be two extremes, people that <laughs> kind of just add loads of achievements <laughs> and a few achievements. And... Yeah. Well, yeah. It's unusual for triple AAA titles to pretty much have a set way We've of doing things. It's got a good formula and I think it works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have actually offered our services to ID developers if they are struggling with their achievement list then we we can offer advice on that so if you know anyone that's building an id game and they're they're struggling get in touch okay and next we had siegecraft commander with 12 achievements and the voice a french version of it released with 10 achievements cool so the voice i assume is some sort of singing game yeah based on the tv have we got quite a few versions of that one uh we haven't had any other versions hit yet so we've not had an English version at all. No, not had an English version, but an English version is due, I think, unless they're deciding to release the French version in English. Is it all French songs in there? It's all French songs in that one. Wow. It obviously differs Just per region and per licensing, so you theme. usually end up with a couple of different versions of those ones. So I'd um, expect either a Spanish or Italian version to potentially hit as well. Okay. Great. Uh, new releases. So as we stated earlier, Dishonored 2 is out today, as well as Handball 2. Handball is a massively popular sport <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> I know. I know that much. Um, it involves balls and hands. 
Lots of balls and hands. Yes, 17 Jack. of them. Your favourite thing. <laughs> <laughs> Two of your favourite yeah. things combined <laughs> in one game. I imagine you've already pre-ordered that. And, uh, it will be arriving today. So, unusually, there's no, like, odd day releases. We just have a ton of stuff coming next Tuesday, including MechaZoo. It's shout if you know anything about these. MechaZoo, platformer, that's all I know. Uh, it's all due to a dungeon crawler. Road Rage. Uh, arcade Racing. Hooray! Love me an arcade racer. Is that the one that's the big like title. Road Rash? Is that the one? It's called Road Rage. Is that, is that the motorbike one, I think? Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like Road Rash, Jumbo Road Rash. On the, I played it on the Mega Drive, I think. It is a motorcycle game. You are absolutely right. And yeah, it looks a bit like Tron. <laughs> looks like the GTA. Uh... It's GTA, but <laughs> in fact, we spoke about this when it was announced. I think it's got the cover art with the bloke. Ah, uh, with like the bat and yeah, yeah, one yeah, guy's got yeah. a baseball bat, the other guy's got, a... or it's an axe. Actually, See, I got excited, and then that I remember the trailer looking bobbins. So... Bobbins, which one. in non-English speak is not very good. <laughs> uh, but the big titles for Tuesday are Watch Dogs Two and the Assassin's Creed Collection. Expensive which is a Laura Laura gameplay. Mm. I'm going to get Watch Dogs 2, I've decided, after re-watching the video I made. <laughs> I realised how much <laughs> I enjoyed what I played of it. So, yeah, and oh, I'm going to stick Assassin's Creed on my Christmas list. It's the type of thing you can play in the quiet January, February months, isn't it? I know my, my girlfriend likes Assassin's Creed, so I might have like a... You haven't got a girlfriend. Uh, yeah, I might have a segue into this one where I can just go like, you like this, shall we? Oh, <laughs> shall we get it? And she's—that's why we got Infinite Warfare. I was like, "You like college?" Really? Yeah. God, I wish I could. Say she said to me, like that. "She said to me, do you want the new Call of Duty?'" And I was like, "Nah, I'm not really bothered about it." And she was like, "I like Call of Duty." So I was like, "Well, if you're gonna do it, get the eighty quid one." So I can play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't like Call of Duty anymore when it costs eighty quid. Um. Next Thursday, we have some DLC releasing for Warframe called mm-hmm. The Index. That's a title and update. And that's it. It's a what? A title say, yeah, that one's a title update. So it looks like it's actually already gone live. So it was due to go live. They announced it um, as going live next week, but it looks like it's gone live early. So. Oh, okay. We'll update our release calendar. Um, our release calendar also doesn't have Dishonored 2 European launch date on it. Okay. Uh, speaking of game info, <laughs> let's do a quick mention of um, flags. So we had a little site wish list item for people uh, wanting flags to be moving a little bit quicker on yeah. the achievement um, thing. So we're making some changes mm-hmm. to hopefully get some. We've well, we've added to the team. Mm-hmm. We've expanded the team this week. Uh, we've got a load of new enthusiastic people on there. So hopefully the backlog of flag subscriptions uh, submissions will get cleared in the next uh, few weeks. And we're also going to try and introduce a fast flagging uh, method in order to mm-hmm. get key flags up quicker uh, on the site. So if you've been wondering what's happened to the flags, they are st- they are still in progress. Obviously, we revamped the system earlier in the year um, with however many thousand games there are in the system obviously flagging takes some time but the new titles we want to try and get through at least the early flags a lot quicker so look out for that flags are very helpful yep that's it I think any other business nope good (laughs) Uh, it's the Golden Joystick Awards next week Um, Jack and I will be going we're up for all the awards (laughs) best quality podcast no we're up for no awards at all best RPG best RPG best puzzle game 
Um, Cheap, so we will easiest achievements. <laughs> we will be live tweeting um, from the event. If you want to go this year, you can buy tickets. I don't know whether it's sold out yet, but tickets for the first time are available to the public uh, to go and actually watch the event. Uh, it's at the O2, not the massive uh, arena, but the Indigo Arena inside the O2. It's always a good laugh. Uh, this will be my fifth year, I think, of going. It's a good, it's a good event. So uh, you can get tickets still, I think. And if you do, come and say hi, because we'll be there. That's it. We will be recording a podcast before that. So um, we will speak to you again next week. Bye-bye. Catch you later. Bye.